the fucking building blocks of Kelton. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 57 of The Sweet Peaceful. I'm your host, Kelton Burns. Today I'm joined by Alex Curtis. What is happening, Sweet Peas? And Kyle Anderson. Howdy, hey. Good to have you on, Kyle. We uh, we haven't had a guest in a couple episodes, so it's nice to have one back on. Yeah. Um, it's just... <laughs> like I ask, like I ask most of the... I ask every guest this question. What are your top three... <laughs> favorite video games and your top three favorite animes hmm all right top three games ironically considering some of the content we might be going over today uh actually the dead space series i have to include the first and second one as kind of a grouping because they're both just so good nice i'm very excited for the new one hopefully it doesn't do it uh or it does do it justice um Currently, Hunt Showdown has got to be one of my favorite games. I've logged like 400 hours into it over the last uh, month and a half, two months. I was going to say, been, man, uh, I hope you fucking mentioned Hunt, because goddamn, you've been talking about it and playing nonstop. We're going to be talking about talking about Hunt later as well. Yep. It's, a, it's, a, it's a good game. It's fun. And, I mean, maybe not, maybe not my top three currently but uh game i played the longest is league of legends probably never gonna stop playing it even though it's just a garbage game <laughs> but Fucking you know god i know that feeling so well just just with wow you know i, I i'm right dude, there i with feel you. like that was i feel like that was fortnite dude <laughs> Oh man, we all we y- y'all everybody gets one. You know, exactly. there's just one game. Exactly. Like you've been playing it for ten years. You don't want to stop because, I mean, you know, I've been playing for ten years. I'm middle of the pack. There's nothing <laughs> to show for it there. I wanna wanna get my rank up. The sweet sweet addiction of trying to get a higher rank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually, me and you talked about this uh, outside of the podcast. We were talking about like ways that uh, video games can like like methods the developers use to get the players addicted and i didn't i didn't uh research it enough to bring it into this episode of the podcast but i definitely want to talk about that with you in more depth in a future episode try and get some more research done oh yeah but definitely uh yeah that's sweet addiction they got their methods man they got their methods they know how to get you to sink your teeth in you know 100 percent yeah, I mean, there's a reason there's been, like, lawsuits about, like, loot boxes and stealing, like, gambling addiction into children. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Right, yeah. I would love it if my eight-year-old with the iPad playing Fortnite all of a sudden spent $700 and is now fiending <laughs> trying to get that legendary skin. Right, dude. <laughs> but, you know, like, man, like, the feeling when you fucking open up, like... I don't know if you guys have ever gotten an heirloom in Apex Legends, but when you open up that fucking pack and you see that heirloom color come out and you're like, this is like one in a thousand or fucking or more, dude, that's just fucking lit. So they know they're on, you know, they're on it, man. I didn't, I literally spent, I think, $120 during one Apex event just to buy every fucking pack to get the heirloom (laughs) shards. Yeah, you did. Man, you went fucking yeah. hard. I was like, uh, I got that Bangalore airline. I was like, I'm gonna buy like a little bit. I, sp- I think I spent thirty dollars on that pack because there was a, or there was a, a skin that I wanted. I think that was one of the cat skins for Wraith. 
with the cat ears because I missed the yeah. I missed the previous one and I was like fuck dude I really wanted that skin so then it came up again and I was like alright I'm gonna this one's in the shop I'm gonna buy it no big deal but yeah I was during the two-year anniversary event because like I justified it in my head where I was like all right this event all the loot boxes are half off because they're all reskins of older <laughs> skins so normally in an event you'd spend 240 or whatever I'm, I'm just spending I'm just spending 120 this time to get that sweet heirloom. they just roped in a oh. whole other demographic of customer with that one. <laughs> oh, 100 percent uh, don't worry meanwhile I'm uh, almost going on I think like level 200 or something and organically have not gotten an heirloom shard box yet damn that's unfortunate it's like every 5,000 500 pack or 500 okay yeah it's yeah, a, you have like a one in 500 chance and if you don't get it by then your fit your 500th one will be a guaranteed heirloom pack okay hmm. yeah, <laughs> i got the pathfinder heirloom that's the only one i've gotten yeah, I'm still waiting for it. Man. That uh, Revenant's scythe looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's so sick. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I actually wanted to talk about uh, Apex later as well in the game section. But sure. uh, yeah. getting a little bit off track. Things that are coming out mm, this week. Mm, we got, mm, or mm, yeah, mm. this week. Hold up, hold up. You're, you are way off track, dude. We still haven't. You want to talk about the planet first? No, we still haven't heard about Kyle's fucking top three animes, dude. Oh, yes, animes. For sure. <laughs> um, top three. I mean, I'm a Hunter x Hunter fan myself. Yeah. I've watched it, you know, five plus times. Yeah. I do have. That's where it is. Very, uh, very good reservations about the show, regardless of how old the first season was, you know? So good. It's though. a good watch every single time. It's, dude, man. Man, I said, okay, Kelton, we talked, I talked to you about this like the other day because me and Emily have been watching through it. Um, but the vibes of that fucking show are so good, man. Like every time I watch that show, like it doesn't matter what episode I'm watching. Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel good. Like, it just like, I'm like, man, like ah, this, the vibes of this show can't be beat, dude. Like Gon and Killua, like their synergy and then all the other characters and the dynamics that they put, like everything plays out, dude. It's fucking I love watching that show, man. Put on an episode, I fucking I mean, feel good. I was just talking to Max about this because uh, he just got to the Chimera Anarch and he yeah. talked about how like the vibe of the show fully switches where he's like, oh shit, I've reached like the adult shit because like suddenly <laughs> children are being eaten alive and like yeah, it's, a, it's a little bit more serious stakes. True. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, Greed Island is my favorite arc and that's definitely like a very feel-good arc. Yeah. Well, I think I think that the like there are a lot of cases all throughout the show where the stakes are high, you know, it's like not even, yeah. not even like what, 10 or 15 episodes in killer was ripping out somebody's heart. You know, they're in battles to the death type shit. Like, so I feel like there, there are all that, like that aspect is always there. You know, I just feel like it grows more and more, but it does. I don't feel like it loses the good vibe. Like, I feel like there is a vibe change, like a, maybe like a change of dominance of vibe within it you know like but that i feel like that good vibe like you know like we watched that episode where fucking gone destroys p2 and even though that's like such a fucking dark episode like fuck dude i'm like i was having such a good time i'm like god damn this is such a fucking good episode man so i uh i mean i feel like when it comes to like gone and clue's relationship especially in that chimera anarch it's kind of like melancholy where it's like Kalua almost like worrying about him while gone's like on this fucking revenge rampage, fucking... rampage. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, what what are your other two favorite animes, Kyle? So good. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty impartial to Death Note. I've watched that one a few times over. I like the you know the mystery behind it, and instead of it just being an all out action fairy tale fantasy superpower anime it's it's i mean it's still got that fantasy aspect but yeah, yeah, yeah. it is more logical i guess not in a sense that it could you know ever happen yeah but yeah. it feels more like a real 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 place i agree i agree it feels less fat less uh fantasyful less fantasyful i don't know what the word is less like a fantasy feels uh yeah, like less nonfiction. It feels a little bit more fictionized yeah. or fictional. Yeah. Um, and then you know, I did just watch through Akame Guy Kill. That one was pretty good. I have some qualms, but you know, overall, I think it was a pretty decent short anime. That I mean, it only has I think twenty four episodes or twenty five maybe. And it goes through some freaking, you know, twists and turns. You know, there's some un- unexpected deaths. There's some unexpected everything. And it does it all in such a short amount of time. I mean, each episode is 20 minutes, and you got the, you know, three-minute intro and outro. So you actually get 15, 16 minutes of view time. 24 episodes and 16 minutes of view time is not a whole lot of minutes on the screen. And they manage to, you know rip your heart out like four or five different times man i need to rewatch that anime if you uh haven't if you haven't heard i know strider was surprised when i told him there is a prequel series that shows akame's time in the imperial army Oh, that's cool. Yeah, i can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but you can just search akame prequel Okay. Um, hell yeah, dude. Well, Kelton, what is first up on the motherfucking list? Uh, first off, I'm going to cover the things coming out this week. So Tuesday, July 27th, we have Microsoft Flight Simulator coming out for Xbox Series X. Wait. Now, I only, I, I'm only bringing this up because I know how much we love to talk about this <laughs> on the show. Um, but you will be able to play Microsoft Flight Simulator on the Xbox Series X. So that's exciting for plane flying lovers out for there. For those plane lovers. Uh, Kyle, do you know what my, <laughs> do you do you know what Microsoft Flight Simulator is? Uh, I mean, if it's the actual flight simulator, it's like <laughs> one of the most demanding flight mm-hmm. simulators that is on the market, if not the mm-hmm. most. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it is pretty crazy. I mean, the game more or less, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, simulator. Uh, I don't remember. I, I think <laughs> when we first talked about this, when it was first announced, uh, it comes. You can buy it in disc form too, and it comes on <laughs> ten discs. Uh, and we had Mason on the on the podcast for that episode, and he thought I said fifteen discs, <laughs> and he just starts yelling fifteen discs, fifteen discs. Uh, uh, yeah, that's just a little, uh, little throwback. A little throwback, little history. a little history. That was a good time. That is a big game. Yeah, dude. Um, Massive. We also have Neo: The World's End with the, the World Ends with You coming out for PS4 and Switch. I'm pretty sure this is a remake of an older PS4? game. PS4? Um, PS4 and Switch. 
Nice. Yep. And then okay. July, no, and then July 30th, Friday, we have Jungle Cruise starring Emily Blunt and Dwayne The Rock Johnson coming out. Yep. And The Green Knight, um, which we talked about previously. So, yeah, some good stuff. Nice. All coming um, this week. All coming this week. So, what I want to talk about before we dive into the games, Lil Uzi Vert is reportedly buying a planet. <laughs> now, Whoa. this is a can of worms when I started looking into this because like my first questions the first questions that came to my mind was who is selling the planets um, <laughs> who the fuck and, who is selling them honestly <laughs> who is selling the planets and uh, how much are them or how much are the planets you know because because how, how it happened is Grimes tweeted uh, she retweeted a photo of a planet it was like apparently little, little Uzi Vert owns this planet just a heads up um and she said, documentation almost complete for Lil Uzi Vert to legally claim WASP-127B. This is huge. First human to legally own a planet. Jesus. And Uzi, Uzi tweet, tweeted, I tried to surprise everyone. Shh. Um, so anyway, this has sparked a discussion. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm just going to dive into my rabbit hole that I, of shit I dug up about this. Franz von der Dunk, a professor of space law at University of Nebraska-Lincoln, said it's fraud. If someone <laughs> sold him a planet or he thinks he owns a planet in this normal sense of the word, it's simply not true. There's no one that's selling planets. He's the director is the president uh, of space law? Which led me to the 1967 Outer Space Treaty, which is signed by most major countries and sponsored by the United Nation, which forbids all nations and their citizens from claiming territory in outer space. Oh, my God. But this led me to the 2015 U.S. government um, passing a bill. Let's see what it's called. Oh, God. They passed the Space Act of 2015, which allows private companies to engage in the exploration and extraction of space resources from asteroids and other celestial bodies. So, like, this is, like, it goes deeper and deeper. What? But that opened up private companies from farming minerals and water from the moon and other planets, which bypasses that space treaty of 1967 because they're not claiming property. They're just, like... Mining resources. Taking shit. It's like wordplay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's no one that I also there's this thing called the Lunar Embassy Corporation that's generated tens of millions of dollars reportedly from selling plots of the land on the moon to thousands of people, and they just don't have any actual ownership of this stuff. Like it's all fraud. Oh my like, god. I don't know, dude. That is like I said, I was like looking more and more into this, and I was like, "What the hell, dude?" <laughs> oh my god! Um, Do you realize what this is? <laughs> this is the fucking no. This is the fucking Golden Gate Bridge all over again. What do you mean? The Golden what happened Gate with the Golden Gate Bridge? Bridge? I'm pretty sure it wasn't it. No, 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 no. Maybe it wasn't the Golden Gate Bridge. It was the it was the one that went over like the the Louisiana River, the Mississippi River. Oh fuck! Back in like the back in like settler times, there were uh, snake oil snake oil salesmen that would run around selling deeds to the bridge, like that you could own the bridge, you can just buy it, and then it's your bridge. And they they were all fake deeds, and people would pay them like um, large amounts of money to own this bridge, and they just go around selling the contracts to everybody. (laughs) what the dude that reminds me dude i was taking medieval to modern history and we learned that back in like roman times um these like catholic people would go around and you could pay money 
for them to absolve numbers of sins. So they'd go from village oh to village God. and they would offer to like absolve you of a certain amount of sins and you'd buy like these pieces of paper that absolved each sin and you could like pay hella money and it all went back to the church. And like <laughs> that's just like, you know, like just cash money to get your sins forgiven. Damn. It's crazy. Jesus. Dude, that's just crazy because it's like the like for a long time, right? Like the people of the church were like the ones who like were like were reading a lot right like like by way way back like right like not like the commoner couldn't read or whatever like and the churches had like were just like reading so they were the more educated and then so they're just like taking advantage of all these people like yeah dude pay per sin bruh like how many yeah. sins you got like cough it the fuck up like i'll fucking cleanse you bud you're getting into heaven for sure like, I have. So, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I've quoted and like referenced this scene from Family Guy so many times, but it is one of my favorite representations of religion. And all it is is it's like four people out in a field digging, and they're looking for something. And one guy finds a piece of paper, and he goes, "Oh my God! It's a it's a word from the it's a word from the." like James King Bible it says everybody has to sleep with me because <laughs> all the other people around him can't read they like they like ask him what it says <laughs> oh my god classic classic <laughs> fucking awful dude exactly <laughs> gotta love it gotta love it uh, gotta love that dude so back to the rabbit hole um I learned that when planets, if they do one day, they become purchasable commodities, their values are going to surpass hundreds of trillions of dollars. And in 2020, an astrophysicist calculated that the Earth is valued at five quadrillion. So, is that because of how much debt we have? Uh, I don't know, like, why? Well, the Earth can't have debt. Well, um. it depends. <laughs> so, my final piece that I stumbled upon. Lucy Vert has also tweeted in the past with Grimes that he's going to get um, a Neuralink, which is a reference to Tesla CEO Elon Musk's company that's working to create computer chips that can be implanted into your humans. Um, and they said this is prob- these brain chips, they, they vowed to get them by 2022 together and they potentially are going to gain the knowledge of the gods. Quote from the tweet. So. Bro, yes. <laughs> I am so about Neuralink. You, you, don't, you don't even want to. You don't even want to know how much of a fucking Neuralink fanboy I am. Oh, tell what's going on. I have been reading about this since the first announcement. I've been watching all these fucking videos, dude. There's one that I wish I had a goddamn link to give you right now, but it's the orangutan uh, playing pong with a Neuralink chip. And he's just fucking destroying because he can't you can't figure out how to use the controller, right? But like he can track the dot on the screen and he can see where he wants to move the panel. And when he communicates with the system with his brain that the panel is moving to where he wants it to go, it fucking goes and he, he wins the game. Oh shit. I just put the video oh, did into you? the Discord. Oh, did you find it? Oh hell yeah, dude. That video is so freaking sick. But yeah, I'm I'm so bad at dude. You wake up in the morning, you know, you got your you got your brain chip implanted in your head. You fucking it just tells you you've got like T 
two text messages, you know, you got a missed call, you go, all right, cool. I think to myself, I want a cup of coffee. And then you just hear your Keurig in the kitchen just start making it. Like, is that not the dream? <laughs> is that not <laughs> the dream? Is that not the future? Is that not the future yeah. that we okay. want? Okay, okay. Let me put it let me put it in this in this perspective actually. So let's say you buy yourself a really hella like powerful gaming PC, like you got dual thirty nineties or some shit in there. You plug your computer into you know, a seventy inch eight K ultra ultra high def HDR TV and you can lay in bed, you can play computer games with your mind because you don't need a keyboard and a mouse. Or a controller. Your reaction time is, you know, cut in half. Because all you have to do is think it. You don't have to think it, and then your motor neurons have to, you know, tell your fingers to hit the buttons. You just think the action, and it happens. Like, that is one of the coolest aspects to me. I have always been, personally, very pro um, biotech. I've oh, always yeah. thought, I've always been like down, like I'll, I'll guinea pig it, whatever, first wave, bring it on. I know a lot of people get nervous about this kind of stuff. I always think it's cool. Only part that like worries me is, you know, like iPhone, iPhone 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, like it, they come out very quickly. Technology is constantly advancing. Getting a chip in your brain replaced, I don't know. I mean, if they come up with a solution for that that's convincing, hell yeah. Um, but I'm right there with you. It's fucking, that sounds sick. Dude, automation, like automated homes, you know, I'm I'm not like full full automation. Like I don't want my house or my phone to be my key or anything like that, but I'm definitely down with like, you know, voice activated lights, like a voice activated, you know, coffee maker, like I said earlier, you know, just the um smart switches and the smart outlets and stuff. Let's just get a couple steps closer to the matrix. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Fucking is one of my favorite movies as a kid. I mean, I love The Matrix. It was mind bending. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be really interesting to see just what happens and where we're headed, man. Like on all those notes, like over the next ten years, just because of how like exponential the speed is increasing at at which the technology is getting better. You know, like. The whole, like, whatever, uh, how, how, like, you know, like a computer when they were first, like, coming out, like, if we want, you wanted something as powerful as, like, your phone, right? It was, like, the size of a, of a whole room, like, your bedroom, or even bigger, possibly, like. And not even, it was, like, a hundredth the power of an average cell phone yeah. today in the size of a room, yeah. Exactly. Like, and so, like, from that, and that, like, like this, like to think of it in the scope, you know, of our history, and to, uh, of just technology in general, all of our developments and advancements, man, like that's fucking insane that we like for so long didn't have this shit, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, boom, we have computers, and they're taking up the size of a building or whatever, and then not too much later, in comparison to the scope of our history, they're in our fucking pockets, like one lifetime you know like people there's people that were around that are there's hot you know plenty of fucking people that were around when computers were that big and that's what computers were you know and when they were around when there wasn't computers there's still people fucking hella people that are around obviously from that time so it's like to think that like damn like we've seen like oh shit we have computers and computers was like a crazy fucking advancement and now 
everyone has one in their pocket or on their wrist now everyone's got an, like a hell of people have apple watches um all that shit like it's gonna be crazy man like we're talking about Neuralink right now like who knows man in the next 10 years like or even next five years i feel like technology is fucking insane who knows what we're gonna see like who knows what's already happening too like you know the pub i feel like the public doesn't know the full extent of where we're actually at right because things get staggered and released for money type shit oh for sure like you were i think my favorite comparison in that sense you know the whole technology like computers going from room to pocket size it never occurred to me until you know i mean it, i knew i knew about it but it never really like clicked in my head you know fucking one of the most famous painters of our time you know died 40 years ago i thought that i thought the motherfucker grew up in you know the 1200s or some shit and then like who um fuck which one was it is that, picasso? I think, yeah picasso i think it's i think it's picasso Right, he died in like 1970-something. 1973, holy shit. Yeah, right? I thought he was around in like the 1200s or earlier. And then the time between the first flight and the moon landing is only 66 years. Yeah. Like, we couldn't even get off the ground, and then not barely even half a century later, we're already on the moon. Yeah. Shit's insane, you know? Like, if there's any if there's any type of population or civilization of intelligence, like, kind of just sitting back and, like, watching, like, if we're, like, an experiment type shit, like, you imagine, like, they're, like, they're, like, wow, like, yeah, like, there they are, they're struggling, they're, like, cavemen, and then it's just, like, oh, fuck, like, all right, now they got civilization, like, oh, shit, they can fly, like, oh, they're just on the now moon, okay, they're just fucking moving out for their planet, like, fuck, what? I'm sure there's other aspects of humanity that would be disappointing to uh, onlookers. Uh, oh, very much so. Hell yeah. <laughs> like 99% of it. Hell yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say 99%, but I would agree. There's, you know, there's plenty of shit to frown upon, you know, that stems from humanity. That's for sure. All right. I'll give it a soft 83%. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate that. For this week, I want to talk about the new Hunt Showdown map, but actually, I really just wanted to talk about Hunt Showdown overall. You mentioned that it was one of your favorite games, Kyle. I just I bought the game last week when it was on sale. Um, I think Alex is like looking at buying it. What is Hunt Showdown? What is it about? What is it? Well, the uh, the community online and the devs themselves describe it as an online PvP bounty hunting game with. Heavy player versus AI elements. So, the main objective of the game is uh, what they call a bounty. Now, these bounties drop from bosses. There are three out now. A new one just dropped like two months ago. Oh, wait, no, there's four bosses. My bad. Um, yeah, I was watching this trailer, and at first I forgot about that whole bosses thing you talked about, and I kept seeing these big monsters. I was like, oh, okay, these are the bosses. Yeah, the really big, fucking scary special ones. Um, so they're like other like little uh, PVE enemies roaming around. Yeah, so the map is kind of littered with. I think there's four or five different types of AI. There's your basic zombie. They just kind of walk around. Some of them carry torches. If they hit you twice, they'll light you on fire. Some of them carry cleavers, and if they uh, if they hit you with that 
causes bleeding, which is just constant damage until you stop the bleeding. <clears throat> and then some of them just, you know, hit you with their fists and do a little bit of damage. Pretty easy to kill. Most of them are one tap. You just take them out and move on to the next. It, most of the times as quietly as you can. Um, and then there's some more, like, advanced ones. Uh, I believe the proper titles are Hive. It's a woman that is essentially broken in half and has a beehive growing out of the center of her oh, and wow. kind of a kind of a spooky looking head hanging off the side and she summons evil bees that come and poison you and do constant damage that sounds pretty it's, fucking spooky it's uh it's rough they're they're annoying and then you got a uh, you got the fire boys they run around and if you shoot them with a gun or stab them with a knife, they'll explode. So you gotta kill them with blunt melee or blunt objects, like um, the butt of a gun or uh, one of the special melee weapons in the game is uh, just brass knuckles. Nice. Pretty effective. <laughs> Fucking uh, smacking zombies in the face. Yeah, the game's uh, very satisfying, especially with the audio. Oh, I should probably mention that. It is a very audio cue based game it's uh all about directional audio knowing where you are and knowing where your enemies are based on listening for sound cues and hidden sound traps built into the game around the map nice dude kelton's gonna have a good time with that one uh... <laughs> dude i have hyperx Headphones on. HyperX headphones on, Mr. Fucking... Hey, are you talking about me listening to music? Yeah, never listens to game audio. <laughs> okay, I do most of the time listen to my music over top game volume, but it sounds like I can't do that in this one. Mm-hmm. Eh, once you get a little bit more used to it, you know? But uh, I, w I would recommend taking a, taking a couple <laughs> games to get adjusted with the audio cues. I watched a video like you recommended, kind of like beginner's guide. It was like 15 minutes long or something. Kind of like walked me through how to set up my first class and like what settings to have on and kind of how the game works. Uh, I haven't played a game yet though. Well, I'm excited to walk you through it. Yeah, you'll be my uh, my tutor there. But, uh, yeah. guide. Hunt Shadow. How's the new map uh, compared to the last one? It is uh it is very fun. We got two maps out originally. I took a very very long break. I started this game back when it first dropped in beta stage um in like 2018 or 20 late 2017 I think. Mm -hmm. And played it for a couple of weeks, but there was an average of 150 players like world or server wide at least. So I was usually ending up in games by myself, which was not a whole lot of fun. <laughs> then cut to about six months ago, I started playing again, and they had two maps. I don't remember if there were two at the beginning, but there were two when I came back, and now there's the third. They're all, they're all very big, very detailed. The third one is, you know, quite a bit different, but they do use kind of some copy pasting with the buildings and yeah you know some of the compound layouts which i mean i'm not i don't really care it's it's fun all the same and it's a it's a good ass time anytime i log into the bayou <laughs> born on the bayou do they like rotate the maps or is it like this is one the one currently 
Uh, so I believe for the first week after its release, it is uh, the only map you can play, and then after that, there's um, it's like a it's like an eighty ten ten split. You get eighty percent chance to get the new map and a ten percent chance to get the other ones, and then after the second week, it goes back down to a thirty three thirty three thirty three. So you get an even chance to play each one. Interesting. That's cool. I'm so used to, like, Apex with the whole, like, oh, for the next 12 hours, you're playing this one. Or the next hour, you're playing this one. Speaking of Apex, though, I'm kind of excited for Season 10. I, I took Season 9 off, played a lot of Season 8, uh, but the new champion sounds and looks pretty cool. Yeah, I, th yeah. I think I also took off <laughs> Season 9. Um... I don't even know. I like. I don't even know what happened last season because I, I haven't played the new Valkyrie. I haven't played her at all, at all. I haven't. I don't even think I've unlocked that character, and I have like plenty of of the unlocking thing, you know, to do it. But I, yeah, yeah I didn't. I have not been on. Haven't played that season at all. So um, we did play a fair bit of. Uh the 3v3 mode that came out that was really fun dude i fucking yeah. i really like that mode is that is that still in that's still in the, is that a permanent yeah i mean that's like the big thing of this season oh, oh yeah baby shit. dude we got we got ranked arenas mode coming in season oh, 10 shit. i think the main reason i took season 9 off is because it seemed like a lot of their focus went into arenas and we didn't get a lot of map updates or like that kind of stuff in the battle royale mode yeah I'm. Yeah. Hmm. Do you like the Do you like the battle royale mode more than the arena mode? Um. I'd say. Uh, I'd say personally, I'm just more of a fan of battle royales than arena shooters. Mm. I like the arena shooter aspect of it. it was fun. I was like having a good time. Yeah. But uh, overall, like my favorite thing about it, um battle royales and, and you're gonna love this but i like to hop down into the map and do quests and find new things and explore new areas and see i really like um one of my favorite things that keeps me involved with fortnite is the map constantly changing and each week new things happen and it's like a storyline that you're following and like that kind of stuff yeah draws me into these types of games <laughs> that's i really like funny man i forget I think a lot of games are saying this and and it, Fortnite's always referenced cuz they're kind of like the forerunner of the like living map or whatever people like to dub it um but a lot of games seem to be saying that like the upcoming uh games like even I think Assassin's Creed said this uh but they're going to supposed to have a, a living map that like changes and evolves um and it's a very cool concept I feel like it's a very uh, it seems to be a very labor intensive concept, like a lot of grinding and the devs constantly having to like work on this shit to keep it like yeah. a level. Cause I've never seen any studio mimic the level that Fortnite has it at where every week that you log in, there could be new things happening or new things changing yeah. or whatever. Cause like uh, apex, they're like, they're like, I respect them. They don't do grind culture um, and they don't overwork their devs or whatever. So you get smaller amount of changes. Um, I don't play Warzone, so I don't know how much they do it. But uh, the living map concept is pretty cool, and that's one of my favorite parts about Battle Royales. I see. I see. Interesting. I've never really heard that take on it. 
Yeah, I'm like unique in the fact that I I think I get a lot of it in my enjoyment out of challenges. Yeah. <laughs> Following the story. Yeah, it's funny. Like, well, I feel like I f- um I feel like part of that comes from the fact that like I feel like you find enjoyment in a lot of like a ton of different aspects of games, and not that like there's a lot of other people that that don't, I guess, but like I guess I just personally I don't know very many people that like enjoy as many different and varied experiences of games that you do like most people that i know like kind of have their their niche of like what is their like their thing and they kind of stick to that even if they branch off sometimes like like most people that i know are kind of in that lane but you like like you i feel like you will talk about a game and be like oh i love this fucking game and like fucking go on and on and like and it's always a different game and it's always a different type of game like it's never the same experience so i feel like that plays into like even within one realm like one genre of game right like battle royale like type shit like like most people that i know like with battle royale like they're more into like the the competitive like the pvp like of it type shit like that so like that whole like you're like having fun enjoying the map doing the challenges yada yada you know like um, I know I give you, I've given you shit for before for like fucking caring so much about the challenges because I think it's fucking hilarious and awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's fucking definitely unique um, and an interesting take on Battle Royale. So I feel you on that. And then uh, knowing that, I feel like I can see why Fortnite is standing up so high for you. Um, personally, I fucking loved the 3v3 mode for apex um the arena mode for apex i felt like like uh i don't know i I feel like for the battle royale mode right like you there's there's so much rng and rng brings about kind of like random experiences and sometimes they can be really like crazy and fun right like like the random the random fun and crazy shit that can happen in a battle royale match on apex where you dive under the whole map is way like the, the chances of something fun happening and crazy happening are way higher, right? Like whereas like in arena mode, it's like way more of just like okay, it's just a competitive three v three. We're out to kill each other, and that's it. Um, but like especially with the new map Olympus, uh, or that's not the the newest map, but like that map that they added Olympus with the vehicles. I'm pretty sure it was called Olympus. Um, but on that map with the vehicles, you know, it's like you can get into some crazy shenanigans with the vehicles, like fucking just, I don't know, like crazy shit can go down in the battle royale. So I think there is that aspect to consider. It's a lot of fun. But yeah, I also, I was really happy that they added the 3v3 mode because I felt like I wanted that competitive and less RNG experience, you know? Well, yeah. And like the way you play Apex, you're always like rushing to the skirmishes. Like anytime you hear shooting, you're like, let's rush to that area. Like you're always about the skirmishes. Yeah. And like, I don't like, and then me and Devin have talked about this in the past is like, we don't play that way. Like we're yeah. playing more survival way. <laughs> yeah. And I think what I like about battle Royale that reminds me of my deep love for search and destroy that I like back when I played a lot of modern for two search and destroy is always my, my go-to mode is like, there's a survival aspect to it of like, if you die, you're dead and then you're just waiting, you know? And it's like two teams of six. And like the biggest part about it is like, if you die, you're dead and you're spectating and battle Royale just takes that to a whole nother level where like you're in a big arena. There's a ton of different people. And if you die, you are fucking dead. And like that, like I really like that survival aspect. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and with arenas, it is. it reminds me a bit more of COD, where it's like, you know, three people, you're going to a skirmish. It's going to be a small map. It's going to be competitive. It's fun. Like and like you said, I do like games like that. Like I played a lot of Valorant. Right. I played a shitload of Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but um, while I have started to burn out in battle royales, my that's one of the reasons I love them so much is the whole survival aspect. Oh, yeah. And that just that fucking satisfying, addictive feeling of coming out on top in a battle royale and being like yeah i just won and like 60 or 100 people or whatever died and i'm fucking standing at the top right now <laughs> it's just an addictive rush man i agree it's uh that, that's the type of addiction winning i'm talking about <laughs> just endorphins rushing in <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah i feel that that's true man like when you win the final fucking the final shootout like and you because both teams know like everybody knows like this is the last team everybody knows that when you go into it so it's like that moment when you're like you down the final person like you're like oh my god yeah dude just that like everything's come to this two teams left one of us is coming on top we have to kill each other like that's just like (laughs) ah i remember like the first time i won a battle royale like my hands were shaking like (laughs) you're like get you like get like into it and then like you know eventually that wears off but like you like I don't know. I still feel just... like that. <laughs> I still fucking. Uh, you know what? Like, your your breathing gets fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but yeah. All right. Hunt showdown. Hell yeah. Would you consider it a battle royale? Uh, you know, very slightly. Yeah. There you you are. There's a maximum of twelve people on the map. You have the options to go against solos and duos, or you can add trios in there. You can run in any. A combination of the three by yourself so um yeah i would say it is very slightly a battle royale however there is no real um like there there is no definitive death like there if all of the bounty gets taken out of the map the game will end five minutes after that but you can go in, you can kill as much AI as you want, and then you can walk out. There's an extract point, you you wait 30 seconds on it, and then you can leave. And then you get to keep your hunter instead of having them die. And you can give them, you know, new traits, which is what oh, they call perks cool. in this game. Yeah, I didn't re- So you could, like, bring a hunter in just to, like, what, farm and level them up and then leave? Yeah, you can go get clues, they give you money, they give you experience, you can kill uh, AI, they give you more experience, and then you can just, you know, maybe if you find another player or two and end up winning the skirmish against them, then, you know, you don't feel like going for the boss, you say, hey, I got this guy, I got a couple kills, he's got some levels, let's get him out of here, you just walk right out. Hell yeah, dude, I'm excited to get uh, learn more about this game and actually get into it. Another game I'm excited to get into. Actually, I'm pretty much excited for everything that we're talking about today, except for maybe Battlefield. But uh, the next game I want to talk about is Skate. Uh, tentatively, some people are referring to it as Skate 4, but in the video it just says Skate. This is uh, They basically released a video that just basically the summary of the video is, yeah, we're working on Skate, which they did announce a few months ago, but now we get a video. It looks like they're doing some motion capture. Someone mentions climbing at one point. Someone mes- mentions 
character customization. Um, it seems as though the people that are working onto it, at least appearing in the video, seem to are give the appearance that they're caring a lot about the game and they want to do it justice. Yeah, which is good to see, good to hear. Um, skate is my favorite skateboarding game series. I'm excited to uh, eventually play whatever comes out from these people. Hell yeah, man! I I am in full agreement right there with you on that one. Um, I had a great time playing through Skate 3. Like, that's my most memorable one, I think. Like, I think I played Skate 2 a bit, but not nearly as much as as Skate 3. We played a lot of Skate 3. I remember I would come over to your house, and we would literally just, like, watch and take turns playing Skate. Yeah. Because, like... I don't know. That was just endless enjoyment. Like, yeah. oh, let's see. Like, just keep going off this one ramp or whatever. <laughs> yeah, we just keep doing some um, stupid shit or find some new stupid shit to do. I'm like, skate, skate three. I think is my favorite one, but I, I mean, skate two. Uh, but skate three is also like great. Has a lot of cool world. Yeah. Areas. You, you play skate at all, Kyle? No, not a whole lot. The well, I think. I mean, skate, skate, and. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, whatever, are two separate games, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think I played any skate. Um, I played, like, the Tony Hawk game for GameCube for, you know, a couple days, but that was it. I didn't really have a huge interest in it. Yeah. Did Did you ever skate, like, in real life? Uh, I mean, not as a kid. I picked up penny boarding, like, three years ago. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean... Not a whole lot and not very well, but I can ride one efficiently, I guess. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think when I was four years old, I got a PlayStation 1 with a skateboarding game and a skateboard for Christmas. And I think those were like the two most definitive <laughs> gifts I've ever received in my life. Like those defined aspects of who I am as a person. So like skateboarding, skateboarding video games have always been a, a bedrock foundation to, to for me, <laughs> but uh, the fucking even, even, building blocks of Kelton, dude. Building block, bro. If you go down into the deep fucking building blocks, there's a skateboarding. Down to the archives, game. you'll just find skateboarding games. But uh, but skate one and two, all and three, all of them. I love them. I'm excited Fantastic. for this new one. Eleven years since the last one came out. Jeez, Another time. remake is the Dead Space remake. You mentioned this was one of uh, your favorite games, Cal. I also really love Dead Space. I haven't played the second one, but I did play the third one. What I didn't... Okay, how I got into Dead Space is my first horror video game I actually really got into because I did not fuck with horror games at all. And then I watched um, the Dead Space anime movie on Netflix one, one night, randomly. I don't remember why. But it was really intriguing and cool. And there's all this, like, culty shit and, like... Um, like just people getting obsessed with these artifacts and turning into these big creatures. Everyone was like, okay, I'm going to brave the dead space demo. So I downloaded it for free off Xbox live, played it. I was like, played it through again and again. I was really fucking scared and hard for me to play. You get that adrenaline rush or whatever. But then I was like, all right, I'm going to go buy this full game, played through it. Absolutely fucking loved it. I don't know why I didn't get the second game, but I did get the third one. Um, but exciting news about this one. So the devs, did a little interview and they said that they went in and they had all the they had access to all the different builds of the first game and all the assets so they could look through it all and they found content that was cut from the original for either like 
um, technical restrictions or maybe the dev team couldn't accomplish their full vision with what they had the time or what money they had available, they're going to add all that stuff in um, and all the cut content. So it almost feels like a director's cut in a way. So I thought that was pretty cool. They're also going to fix what i mean this kind of how they said it they're gonna fix the story in a way where they add in stuff that was revealed or referenced in the second and third game they're gonna like kind of put foreshadowing for that kind of stuff into the first game story so that it all kind of like makes sense and flows a little bit better which i thought was cool because it means i mean they're referring to the second and third game and like obviously they did their uh, research and shit on that it also does sound like this game's pretty early in its development stage just from those types of comments. So I wouldn't know if this game's going to come out next year or 2023, if then. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was... Also, they said they're going to add in animated sequences. Um, so I don't know. It feels like we're going to get, like at least from that interview stuff, it sounds like we're going to get a robust remake of the original with like bonus content added in, like deleted scenes, basically. Which I, I don't know. What do you think? That sounds pretty cool. I personally never played the third one, so I um I can't I can't speak to that one. But the first and second ones I felt followed very much in line with my expectations of the game, and you know especially for when they came out, oh yeah, uh, superseded them by quite a bit. I mean, I think the first time when did when did the when did the space one come out? Let's see here. Two thousand eight. So when it came out, I was what eleven. Yeah, eleven. So I think I probably played it the first time when I was thirteen, and I almost shit myself. And that's fully what I expected to do going into that game, and I'm glad that that's how it made me feel, because I didn't I didn't touch that game for like two more years and then when I finally sat down to play it it was just one of my favorite games ever I mean so it's just it's so good and so fucking scary dude I still remember that like first time you see I don't I think it's are they called xenomorphs I thought it might be alien I can't remember exactly what they're called the like big fucking limbed fucking sh- things that chase you around like the basic enemy yeah. the first time you're like going to an elevator and then you hear like shit going on behind you and you turn around and one of them is like chasing you down the hallway to the elevator and it's like god dude i just remember being like oh fuck yeah it's uh it, it was a definitely a painful first experience because i'm pretty sure at that point you still don't have any weapons yeah <laughs> then so, for a while you just have like that mining tool or whatever the one that goes like horizontal or vertical like oh a, yeah <laughs> all that shit. uh necromorphs yeah that's what it was yep okay um actually the the, the basic gun that you get is one of my favorite guns to go through the entire game with i did a full run using only that weapon and upgrading only that weapon um but yeah, the second one actually starts off, you know, very similarly. You're kind of, you know, just aboard that ship, not really knowing what's happening. And then you you, you get up, you find your, your telekinesis or your stasis thing, and you don't have any weapons. And the first one you find is just, like, cornering you in this tiny little medical examiner's office. And you have to, like, find spears and stuff to use your telekinesis on to kill it, and then use its <laughs> own limbs to kill it. It's, oh, it's dude, I remember brutal. that shit. 
Yeah, and then you watch it like kill the guy on the table because you can't get him out of the you can't get him out of the like harness fast enough or some shit. I'm I'm like very blanking on this. It's been a couple years since I played it. I just remember like uh, it's, that's bringing back memories like telekinesis of like just picking me picking up as much random shit as I can and just fucking throwing it at the thing like fucking just random pieces of junk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the legs, like you were saying, yeah, man, that's great. Yeah, I was always told that the third one kind of got rid of the scary element and like the jump scares and kind of added just more of like an RPG, like definitely feel I've, to it. And I I've didn't really like with it. I've only ever played that game in co-op because like the whole if you play it single player, I'm pretty sure you switch back and forth, and maybe there's like an AI companion that follows you around. But in co-op, one person plays Isaac, one play- person plays like this military kind of commander type dude, and you kind of you're always together, or you're helping each other solve puzzles. Sometimes you're separated, but like just having someone else there really takes away that fear that you get from being alone. Um, oh, I feel it. But yeah, last game I want to talk about Battlefield Portal. Now this is a weird ass thing. Basically, Battlefield Portal is being added into Battlefield 2042 as one of its three main modes. It allows everyone to create custom Battlefield sessions and invite friends or the public to play whatever weird custom game mode they've concocted. You equip a 32-player team with fucking anything you want. Um, The cherry on top is that it doesn't let you... You're not limited to just things from Battlefield 2042. It also includes maps, classes, weapons, and vehicles from Battlefields 1942, Battlefield Bad Company 2, and Battlefield 3. So it kind of seems like it's just like a sandbox mode where you can like make or do anything you want. The trailer kind of like showcases like one team all having knives and the other team only having defibrillators. So you just see like a big fucking battle of defibrillators versus knives. So yeah, kind of a weird thing i at first glance i thought it was like an announcement for a new battlefield where they were just gonna like have weapons and like 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 think battlefield they're called duty but just every era of war future and past like oh let's just have anything i was like that kind of kind of a cool concept i guess i haven't seen that done before but it's i guess it's more of a custom games thing yeah i don't don't really play battlefield (laughs) i don't really play i okay i don't play battlefield right now i actually did play a bunch of battlefield i ah man i I, yeah battlefield one probably um i have no idea though it was when uh uh fucking what five years ago five years ago i played a bunch of battlefield all right um this seems fucking pretty cool actually like just the idea that they're giving the players an opportunity and the chance to just make something like just create whatever type of game mode they want. Like who knows what the hell is going to come out of this? Like, I feel like there's probably going to be some game mode that gets created and kind of like refined and kind of like over time, you know, like over the grindstone, like there's going to be a game mode that develops from this type of shit. That's like, far different probably from anything that the original and like regular battlefield games would provide and just something completely weird and all unique and weird rp shit dude who knows man like who knows like who knows but i feel like this is like a really good thing and i feel like i feel like this is like a healthy thing for games specifically games like shooters 
to be practicing and to be like like I would love to see this type of shit come into play in other games like like man like if people if there was like custom apex lobbies with like whatever you know like whatever weird stuff because like because sometimes like when i'm playing apex right like i and i use that as an example because that is the most recent like shooter that i've played the most of but sometimes there's an event and there's a game mode that comes around and i'm like i fucking have so much fun in it and i'm like man i wish this game mode was available all the time for me to just pop into and play some whenever I felt like it type deal, you know? Um, so like, I feel like this type of offering the sandbox environment to people just like on the side of what's already there and not trying to make it, even though they kind of did in this instance, right. Where like, like, I guess I'm coming in the same boat with you. I thought that this was a full other game that they were, uh, <laughs> that they're advertising and that they're selling or whatever. But yeah, it seems like it's just an ad an add on, like just an additional thing to what's already existing. Um so I don't know. It seems cool. It seems interesting. I'm fucking glad that they're doing it and I would like to see more games doing something similar because I think that it's only healthy for the game environment. Like uh people like to people like to create and then people like to look at other people's creations and see what's going on in there. Moving out of our games and into our shows, we have a weird fucking show that I just threw in here because it was fucking weirding me out. Uh, Ultra City Smiths. Now this is... Uh, I just urge, if you're listening to this, just look up this, the trailer for Ultra City Smiths because it's a... Ultra City It's a stop-motion show. It's like an, it seems to be like kind of adult-themed, but it's, they use baby dolls for the, all the characters. Um, it fall, the, the, here, I'll just read what it says. It follows the mysterious disappearance of a rich and beloved resident, Carpenter K. Smith. Detective David Mills, a rookie on the police force, takes on the case to fight against their city's corruption, but as he goes deeper down the rabbit hole, the more consumed he becomes. It's getting a six-episode first season coming out this fall on AMC. It's just weird, man. Like It has John C. Riley in it. Um, every, everyone's baby dolls. <laughs> I don't know, dude. This is we. I I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna watch this. It's just fucking weird. It's weird me the fuck out, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm weirded out. What do you think, Kyle? Um, you know, I watched that YouTube trailer for it that you posted, and it uh, gives me massive robot chicken vibes, just because you know the whole stop motion thing. Even though I guess well, claymation stop motion, not quite the same thing, but um, I feel it. Yeah, and I wasn't the biggest Robot Chicken fan. This one looks a little bit better. Um, I think, you know, I mean, I'd be down to give it a chance. Well, if anyone wants to give this a chance, look it up. Stop. No, Ultra City Smiths coming out this fall. Some movies are coming out this fall as well. Two movies I wanted to touch on. First, I'm going to cover Dune because we've talked about this before, but they dropped a new trailer. The trailer looks fucking sick. I'm really excited for this. So probably my most anticipated movie of the year. Got a, I read the book last last year, I think, or maybe the year before, because the movie was supposed to come out last year. Um, but this movie looks sick, man. I'm I'm excited for this. But what do you guys think? Yeah, yo, can I ask you? I you know like, do you think do you get like? Can I ask did you ever watch you? Riddick? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Chronicles totally. of Riddick. Pitch Black. Yeah, Chronicles Riddick. of Riddick. Riddick. Does, There's like this four like movies. this. Uh, this gives me like similar vibes, but this this looks like better. But uh, but this gives me 
this gives me similar vibes just like the whole i don't know just like the sci-fi aspect and like painting this whole fucking this whole world i don't know it looks fucking awesome yeah i'm excited it's gonna be sick it's gonna be the first of two movies split in it in half by the same director who did blade runner uh 2077 i think yeah um so yeah, the other movie I want to talk about, Jackass Forever. Oh, I should also mention both of these movies are coming out on the same day, October twenty second, twenty twenty one. So that's gonna be. A, oh, shit. I might just double feature these. We got Jackass Forever coming out. Um, we talked about this in depth <laughs> for multiple episodes, and I was worried that it was gonna be kind of sad or hard to watch. Gonna be a bunch of old guys getting themselves hurt, and you're like, "Fuck, man! Like you guys shouldn't be hurting yourselves at this age." But man, I just finished rewatching Jackass one and two last week. And this trailer, it seems like they're still carrying the same type of energy. Also, they got in some new blood, some younger guys that'll probably maybe do the hard, the more gnarly shit. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about when you're watching this? Did they get you excited? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to watch this movie? <laughs> Was it cringy? Um, honestly, like. Ah man, I feel like it's it's kind of cringy, but like, I just oh my god, Eric Andre is in it. Oh my course, god. Dude. Okay, you know what? No, fuck everything. I'm watching this movie. <laughs> just the Eric Andre cell. <laughs> yeah, I'm sold from Eric Andre. Um, but also, I don't know, dude. This is just like giving me nostalgia, dude. Fuck. Like, dude, I rewatched also, Jackass oh, one and two last week, and that was giving me a lot of nostalgia. I believe it, dude. Um, seeing Johnny Knoxville dressed up as an old man anytime, I don't give a fuck. That's always gonna be funny. <laughs> he does such a fucking good job every time he's in old man makeup and shit. So the fact that they have that in here, dude. Oh man, that's hype. I'm fucking hyped. Yep, I'll watch this movie. <laughs> about you, Kyle? Would I watch this? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, I've I've never really seen like a Jackass movie. I've seen like the Jackass Presents, you know, Bad Grandpa and one of one yeah. of the other ones or whatever. I can't remember what it was called, but I've never seen you know Jackass one, two, three, or four. I didn't, you know, really have an interest. Or the TV no, show? Didn't watch that either. <laughs> so I don't know. Ky- Kylie's tried to get me to watch it a couple times, but I. Just the, just what, like having, you know, personal injuries from like even just sports or just, you know, fucking growing up. I can't, I cringe at the thought of just putting myself in those situations. Just like, why? <laughs> I, I, I know what it feels like to have terrible nut pain. Why would I subject myself to just getting like my nuts hit with a fucking baseball bat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That the movies are basically a lot of people getting hit in the nuts, people pooping and puking on each other. Fucking, like, yeah, all that. I do, it's not. It's not amusing to me. I don't think. It's just. Oh, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Well, for dude. those who do, Jackass Forever. Those who are interested, Jackass Forever, October twenty second, and Dune, October twenty second. Uh. Both, both are going to be great masterpieces. Song of the Week is Stay High by Brittany Howard, but the Childish Gambino version. Uh, I found this song in a little new music playlist. Uh, it came out last Friday. Um, I like the song. It's a like, nice little chill vibe. Yeah, I threw it on. I enjoyed it. 
I also told my uh, my lady to go and watch I it. I also told my and, lady uh, to go and watch it. <laughs> what about uh, you, Kyle? Dude, the lady. Dude. <laughs> I told myself to go watch it, and I did. And it was pretty darn good. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. You didn't share this fucking banging song with your lady, man? Dude, it's like 1 o'clock. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's true. It's like 1 a.m. right now. Yeah, you got a good point, Kyle. I can't fucking even argue with you. I got some freaking head popping to do on the bayou, dude. On the fucking bayou, dude. Let's wrap this up, dude. Right, we are almost done, yeah. dude. We only got... Brittany Howard, Stay High, But the Childish Gambino Look it up. version. Let's do it. Go check Enjoy it out. It. Just came out on the 20th. <laughs> Smoke a spliff. Smoke uh, a spliff. Fucking... You boys ready? Kelton, take us in, boot man. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna feel the parental advisory. Parental man. advisory, nice spoiler, dude. All right, guys, we haven't played a game in a while. We're gonna be playing parental advisory <laughs> this week with Kyle. Oh god, it's parental advisory. Kyle doesn't know what parental advisory. And is. some of the listeners might not know either. It's been so long. Exactly. Parental advisory is a trivia game. Now, on every, <laughs> every movie has an IMDb page online and every imdb page has a parental advisory section or i think after i got updated it might just say parent content um so this is a little section that people can go into parents assumedly and they can write things about the movie to advise other parents whether and those other parents can go read those and say it be like oh i don't know if i want my kid to watch this or not and then they go in the parental advisory section and the parental advisory section might be like oh a butt is shown or oh you see a pair of boobs or oh fuck is said 37 times or whatever it's just like whatever parents want to write in there um so i went through five different movies i pulled out five different little things written by parents i'm gonna go down the list they're gonna get easier and easier as i go down on what the movie is you guys are both gonna try to guess the movie whoever gets it first gets the point uh so here we go movie oh, number God. one hit number one okay oh, gary smokes cigars gary smokes cigars yes um the spongebob movie it's not the spongebob movie is uh i can't even think of a movie with someone named gary in it it's all good i feel you there dude that's why spongebob is the only thing that came <laughs> I mean, to my that's, mind that's what dude. i was thinking too next um, hint unless you want to make a guess because you can make a guess every everything or you can make as many yeah, yeah, guesses really as you want yeah you can you can shoot them out if you got ideas you know oh man i have no idea <laughs> Hit, hit right, number two. Gary up? wakes Steve up in the middle of the night, and Steve instantly replies, "I don't have any pot." <laughs> <laughs> Gary and Steve. Fuck, dude. No pot. And Gary smokes cigars, dude. What the fuck? Is this like is this like some freaking indie film or some shit? Uh, I would don't think so. I would, I would don't. I would, I would don't. don't. So. I was gonna say I would not call this Andy. Oh no. All right. Uh, yeah, I have no guesses. So hit number, number three. three. Steve is punched in the face and thrown down church steps by a priest. <laughs> uh, Drillbit Taylor. No, but I've been wanting to watch that movie recently. Thrown uh, down stairs by a priest. Yeah, that, I, this I movie don't is think a comedy. I'm... Oh my, dude! If I, yeah, there's no way. If I'd seen this movie, I would remember. Yeah. Hit number four. 
During scenes where Steve is training, he falls quite a few times and hits his groin on hurdles. Oh, fuck. Um. Ah, oh, what's that fucking movie? <laughs> uh, okay, wait. The Ringer? It is The Ringer. Yo! 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 The last hint was Stavi's fingers are chopped off by a lawnmower. That's the, the giveaway hint. <laughs> Dude, I've only seen, seen that. that movie one time. <laughs> I watched that movie a lot growing up. Wait uh, a minute, like The Ringer, The Ringer, like about the fucking crows? No, The Ringer, it's about this guy who, uh, he's like, um, not handicapped and he goes into the handicapped Special Olympics pretending to be handicapped to try to rig them to win a bunch of money. Oh. Um, yeah. Interesting. It ends, up, it ends up having a good message at the end, I think. I don't remember. Here we go. Next movie. Hit number one. Boy investigating abandoned warehouse. Boy investigating an abandoned warehouse. Usually that first hit, I just look for the stupidest one. Uh, no. Uh, I forget. I forgot that these are all things that like somebody wrote about the movie in a re- in like a review sentence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like someone wrote this in for other parents. Like, yeah, <laughs> these are all these things are parents' warnings for other parents. So we got like a time frame on like when these movies is just, just from like. I just literally sat here and thought of five random movies oh, yeah this is, this is just five movies yeah it's just these sometimes will be like a theme that connects all of them but not this time boy explores abandoned warehouse hit number two i have no early in the film one head. of the main characters speaks of the main character possibly skull fucking them oh goodness um, gracious uh, running with scissors. No. No. Uh. Skull fucking. Fuck. No idea. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need another hand. People are trapped in the crashed ship with creatures all around. A man has a lit lighter and a flask, and he drinks and spits into the flame, and many creatures are seen all around him. In the parentheses, maybe disturbing to some. Oh my god. Fuck, why do I feel like I've seen this movie, man? I can like pick I can feel like I can picture the scene too. I know so vividly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck man. Hey, number four, uh, a boy four. is eaten by bat like creatures off screen. The creatures the characters later find his body reduced to a bloody skeleton. Jurassic no. Park? Uh-huh. Fuck. Uh, man, exposed in a warehouse. Uh, bloody pulp. Uh, <laughs> Main okay. character possibly skull fucking <laughs> the other characters. Okay. Possibly skull fucking. Okay. Okay. Um, man, this is uh, this is a tough one. Hit number five. Yeah, dude, this dude. is the one that I think would give away the film. There is a reference to a teenage girl who has been posing as a boy, having menstruations. This happens in a non-sexual contents. The scent of the blood is attracting the aliens. Is it? Is it just alien? No. <laughs> this moment is fucking crazy in the movie. 
I I don't even know if is it like Bird Box or some shit. Nope. Okay, because I have no ideas. I've I just no keep throwing clue. them out. This um, is the movie. The one where they can't see. No, this is the movie out of the five I picked that I didn't know if either of you had seen it, but you guys did talk about it kind of earlier in the episode, and I was like, oh, nice. Maybe they will get it. We did. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let me think. Let me think. We talked about it earlier. Oh, yeah, you guys no. both referenced it. Oh shit. Uh. Hmm. Like in the podcast. Yes. Hmm. Was it when I, I was mean, talking about the about animes? It, Kyle. No. Huh? Hmm. 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 <laughs> shit. I don't know. Hey. All right. Are all you giving right. him two Alex? You guys done? can't think of what like movies we talked about earlier <laughs> wow my memory is terrible it was during the um movie section believe it or not <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i got no no clue all right the title of this movie is pitch black it is the first of the riddick four mm. movies i think um, Riddick is kind of like the hero and also the antagonist of this movie. Um, but yeah, it's like a Pitch Black is cool. I really like Pitch Black. It's like a very low budget '90s film that ended up spawning a giant little film franchise. Um, but yeah, Pitch Black. If anyone hasn't seen that, go go watch it. So it's, it's it's cool. Get some early Vin Diesel. Uh, I definitely have not seen it. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a fun movie. Alex, are you still there? Huh. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hit number one of the third movie. Naked and nearly naked men are shown throughout the movie. Nudity is not always directly shown. Uh, that's, a, that's very vague. That's super vague. Um, American Pie. Nope. Uh, Jackass. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready for hit number two? Hell yeah. yeah. A wall made of human corpses can be seen. Oh. oh. <laughs> Naked men, human corpse wall. <laughs> My two favorite things. Fuck, dude. Human corpse wall and naked men. Okay. Yeah. Nearly naked men and naked men. Uh, nearly naked men. 300? It's 300. Oh my Yo! God. Let's the next, go. Next three hints were going to be a man is struck through the chest by a spear and falls from his horse, and then a man got kicked in the chest by an angry Spartan soldier, and then Leonidas's buttocks are briefly shown in the shadows. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of nearly naked men in that movie, and that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> All right, fourth movie. Main. This one's weird. Uh, main female character wears a dress through much of the movie that shows a good amount of cleavage. Oh, well, that just reduced it to 90% of movies that came out from 1980. <laughs> yeah. Cut off 10% of movies. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all the ones that don't have a female character or lead. Uh, a flare falls on gunpowder, causing a giant fiery explosion. Oh, fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. Nope. Oh, but that movie reminds uh, me of this movie, kind of. Django it might be Unchained. Just from the same era. No. Hit number same three. Era. One of the security guards in the film is named Mike Hawk, which, when said quickly, can be lewd. 
Dude, when I saw this in there, I was like, what the fuck? Uh, dude, who does my cock guard? Uh, who is it? A scene at a gala shows people drinking wine and champagne. Also, during a scene in which Ian and his men are deciphering the riddle, Shaw is briefly shown drinking a beer. One of the clues is involved, involved using a pipe. Fuck, dude. Is this like National Ian Treasure? Dude, it is National Treasure. Oh my god. <laughs> Last Let's hint was going to be <laughs> Abigail begins to freak out when she realizes Ben and Riley are stealing the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> I don't remember the names of the characters from any of these movies. Yeah, I don't remember, I remember either. That's why I just started, I just started throwing them in. How did you figure that out? Why do I remember Shaw, bro? I remember Shaw. Fucking weird memory, man. Weird, uh, bro. Like, in the pitch black, it says early in the film, one of the characters speaks of Riddick possibly skull-fucking them, and I was, that's why I was like, main character instead. Um, <laughs> Alright, final movie. Strong, crude humor throughout. Get hard, Will Ferrell. No, that's a good guess. <laughs> uh, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Nope. A man gets shot in the chest. Blood appears on his body and soaks his shirt for the rest of the movie. Uh, fuck. Um, is it is it is it? Can we carry out? Is it is it a comedy? Uh, I'm not gonna answer that question just yet. Ugh, ugh. Okay, good shot and crude humor. Uh, uh Boondock Saints. No. Hmm. Uh, Hit number three. The characters are high a lot. They smoke marijuana and are potheads. Ah, Pineapple Express. <laughs> he is yeah. shot in Pineapple Express? It's Pineapple Express. <laughs> yeah, dude, that movie is really violent, honestly. <laughs> it is. I just don't remember. Hit number four. A man sticks his thumb through his fly and says that it looks like his penis. And number five. Two men briefly discuss being reincarnated as an anal bead. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to oh wrap up. Parental advisory. Classic action, pineapple. Action, take a dub there. <laughs> Dude, nice. I feel like we haven't played a game in a while, so I haven't got a dub in a while. Fuck. <laughs> it was a pleasure yeah, no playing games, with no you, games. Kyle. It was a pleasure was playing. So much fun. Thanks for uh, <laughs> coming on the show this week. It's great to have you. I'll have to have was, you on again. It was great to have you, Kyle. It was fun, fun to be here. Fuck Thanks yeah. for having me. Of course. Uh, so yeah, I hope everyone has a great week. If you have any feedback, shoot it at thesweetpeaceful at gmail.com. Check that every week. Um, and we will see you next Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Bye-bye.